we are about to get a fire album from Adele. Um, there's no new Insecure this summer, and Kanye took us all to Sunday service. Tonight on Let's Talk About It. What's up, everybody? Tammy Talks here. So, I'm back. So, um, beginning of this year, I did a couple uh, different TV show reviews just to get back into the swing of like recording and updating and all that good stuff. TV has been trash to say the least, um, especially these reality shows, which are coming across super, super scripted. So I stopped doing that. I did do some occasional like hot take episodes, which I am still going to be doing. But this is the let's talk about a series, which is just basically a catch all from the week before where we'll talk about news, um, pop culture, music, movies, anything that I think is interesting. We're going to talk about it in this Let's Talk About a series. So let's jump right in to the first, um, the first edition. But before that, follow me on Twitter and at Instagram at Tammy Talks. You can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. I think I'm on Stitcher and CastBox. So, um, let's start off with Adele. So, news broke a couple of days ago that Adele was separating from her husband of, I think they've been married or at least together for seven years. And the peasants rejoiced. <laughs> so, everybody, and this is as bad as it sounds, um, typically when you hear about somebody getting a divorce or separating from their spouse especially when there is a child involved they do have a son together there's usually a hint of oh damn not a Dale fans everybody was like woo we about to get a fire ass album I too can admit that I was guilty of that my immediate reaction was oh that music gonna be fire um I have all three of Adele's first albums on vinyl as well as in my iTunes library. And I can admit that 25 where she is or she was happily married, it didn't hit the same. She has amazing songs on there. I love Hello. I love All I Ask. But the music when she was depressed you know, 19 and 21, those are amazing. Or, you know, y'all like to say lit. Those are lit. So I'm excited to hear what new music is going to come from this. But I mean, you know, thoughts and prayers. I hate to hear about someone's marriage, you know, falling apart um, in that manner. You know, all the best for her and her son. Hopefully they can co-parent together and there won't be any you know, like major, major effects that it has on their son who no one has ever seen. I don't even know if we know how old the baby is, but you know, let's keep Adele in our prayers and then fingers crossed that that album is coming. Wendy Williams filed for divorce. Um, I have such mixed reactions about the whole Wendy Williams situation. I'm not one of those people that was super excited to watch this woman's life fall apart before our eyes. Um, I get that Wendy's messy. I get that she can be a bitch. I get that she's rude and abrasive. And she has no regard for anyone else's marriage or anyone else's life. And I know a lot of people say that she hides behind that guise of 
you know, that that's just her job and that's what she's supposed to do. Um, because she is a, a gossip TV show host. But like the way that it played out was it was heartbreaking. We've we've seen the reports of Wendy, you know, having to be in a living in a sober house. And then we saw her fall off the wagon and they said that she um went out and got drunk like stupid drunk and then had to like be taken to the hospital to pump IV, you know, get a, um, an IV drip and get fluids and electrolytes and all that good stuff put back in her. We watched her husband openly disrespect her. There have been reports, you know, by him having a baby, him, you know, posing and going on trips and all of this stuff with his girlfriend and just a blatant disregard for Wendy's well-being. Like, if you notice someone is, is suffering from an addiction like that, and you're doing the absolute worst to that person, and you're pushing that person to the point kind of no beyond. And there were a lot of people that were saying that they were, you know, they were scared for Wendy. Not because they thought that he was going to, like, physically kill her, even though there have been rumors and allegations that he was physically abusive but because people thought that she was going to just self-medicate too much and end up you know overdosing or doing something crazy to herself something of the sort so she served him divorce papers in a box wrapped in a bow he thought it was a present he opened it while on set at her show and then he was escorted out of the building and fired. So they are in the process of terminating not only their marriage, but their business relationship. And he's like, he was her manager. He's executive producer or co-executive producer of the Wendy Williams show. He's helped her career. So they've been saying that it's going to, I think it's the figure that I saw on TMZ. Is this around $10 million? And that would be what will be that's what we sh that's what she would have to pay him for them to finally separate and be done with one another they do still have a son people were saying they're gonna always be in each other's lives because of their son but while that's true i think kevin jr is like 20 he's he's grown that, that he's grown so it's not like they're getting together for pto meetings and they have to decide on different things for their son like he's grown as fuck like all the best to Wendy. I hope that um, everything works out the best for her. Uh, I mean, that's really all you can say. I know some people were, were happy that she finally talked about it on her show. I do think that she should have gotten in front of the story a long time ago. But it's easier for us on the outside looking in that does not have Wendy's job, that's not living her life, to say, oh, I would have been talked about it. Like, I've seen so many people, YouTubers and on podcasts and, like, just on Snapchat and Instagram, and they're saying that they would have been the first people to sit on the couch and I would have invited the girlfriend on the show or I would have called him out. I would have posted the pictures myself. No, y'all wouldn't have. Y'all wouldn't have. It's, it's easy, like I said before, it's easy for us on the outside looking in to judge the way that she handled it. But Wendy handled it the best that she could. For all we know, she has been just mounting evidence and 
waiting for specific things to happen within their marriage before she did take that next step and file for divorce it could have been some type of clause in their in their prenup or in their whatever contractual agreements they have with each other that wouldn't allow her to right away say oh you know what i'm just gonna file for divorce based off of pictures on instagram so all the best to wendy hopefully that um She's not, you know, she doesn't have to keep taking time off from her show. I don't watch Wendy's show. I work um, in the morning. But I know a lot of people, if you're a fan of something, it's annoying when that person keeps going on break like that. And for, especially for Wendy, somebody who is not the same as like the view where there is a a panel or a round table where if one person is gone they can fill in and you know grab a celebrity or some type of news correspondent to come host like this is different you are the wendy williams show so when you aren't able to come on it's a problem people are watching the show because they want to hear wendy's take and hear her messiness and you know all that type of stuff so i heard that when nick cannon did it he did a good job but it's it's just not the same so kudos to you wendy for you know seeing your value and taking that next step insecure is not coming on this year so season four will not air until 2020 and people were pissed at Issa Rae. now on one hand, I'm a huge Insecure fan. Um, Insecure is part of the reason why I had my podcast with Tania, where we had real TV talk. Insecure and Power were like the leading forces in TV shows for us to do that that podcast. But so I mean, I'm bummed out. Like I want to know what's gonna happen. I you know I thought season three was great. So looking forward to season four and seeing, I mean, is that really Tiffany's baby? Is that her husband's baby? Like, are Lawrence and Issa going to get back together? What's going on with, um, oh boy, that ghosted her? Like, we already wait damn near an entire year for the eight episodes that we get. So having to wait another year is i mean it's disheartening but at the same time isa is doing bigger and better shit right now she's in i know she's the lead in um a love story for one i saw that she was in a couple other things and i kind of look at it this way and i've said this to some of my friends like in conversations and talking that i feel like the disrespect that isa gets at these award shows it it would it would make it easy for me to say, you know what? I'm going to go fuck with a movie real quick, too. Black is just a good show. Tracy Ellis Ross is a good actress. But does she deserve to always win at the Image Awards and at the BET Awards for Best Comedic Actress? Does Blackish deserve to always win at the Image Awards and at the BET Awards or the Soul Train Awards for Best Comedy Series? Like, y'all are nominating Insecure, and you're nominating Issa Rae, but she's not winning anything. That show was golden. So, <laughs> I'm not understanding, like, and then what really pisses me off about that situation is they'll, they'll show Issa, 
you know, with all the nominees. But instead, when she does not win and they announce for the 50th time Tracy Ellis Ross for her portrayal as Rainbow, Rainbow Johnson in Blackish, the camera always zooms right to Issa. They zoom in on Issa and we have to watch her be disappointed that she yet again got basically snubbed for an award. So that's, I mean, that's kind of why I don't mind her taking the time off and her feeling like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just go and do some movies. Let me keep on expanding my resume. Let me take a different angle and see if maybe movies are going to be more beneficial to me. I'm not saying she should walk away from Insecure, obviously, but I see nothing wrong with taking the time away to pursue other interests and other opportunities. Donald Glover does the same thing with Atlanta. I don't even know when Atlanta's coming back on because he did Star Wars, he did Lion King, he did this movie with Rihanna or whatever. I think it's a movie or a short film with Rihanna. So the thing is, people have to, as much as we love and appreciate Insecure, let Issa go and grow. <laughs> I think that's the kind of the best way to put it. Um, this gives the the actress, the actors and actresses on the show, time to go and land other roles, and hopefully, you know, get some bigger. I don't want to say better things in the works, but get some bigger and different types of opportunities presented in front of them that they can that they can build upon. So don't look for insecure this summer. Don't tweet Issa about it. Like by now, y'all all know HBO posted it. I think Issa posted it. Shadow and Act posted it. So, plus we haven't really heard anything about filming or any type of release date. Like, we know that Power's been filming, but we haven't heard anything about Insecure. We didn't see any, like, behind-the-scenes pictures. The cast hasn't been talking about anything whatsoever with it. So, I guess I just wasn't surprised. But, and also, congratulations, Issa got engaged um, about a month ago, I think. So, I mean, she's busy. She's got things popping. In the meantime, just go. If y'all have HBO Go or something, go pull up the old episodes. Do a crash course. Do a nice little binge. Take some time to do some some think pieces. People like to do those. But Insecure will not be back until 2020, which sucks. But Issa got shit in the work. She got big things popping. So, you can't do anything but support it. Um... Sticking with TV shows, I want to talk about Boomerang for for a minute. Did y'all watch it on BT? Um, so BT has been doing a a great job, I think, this year so far, twenty nineteen, with their original programming. So we all know that being Mary Jane, the two hour finale after BT dropped the ball with Gabrielle Union, so the show came to a an abrupt end. An abrupt halt. So the two-hour finale is going back to the um, the original format of being a movie that is going to air tonight. Today is Tuesday. Well, by by the time this is posted, it will be Tuesday, April twenty-third. So that's going to air. But BT also had American Soul, which was the story of Don Cornelius and how he built soul train into you know this this huge phenomenon that 
and cultural just greatness that we know it is to be today. So there's that story, him and his personal life and his professional life. And then they kind of built a different story with Kelly Price, who plays um who plays a mother who used to sing but doesn't sing anymore. She's a I think a nurse. That's what it, they I don't think they ever said what she is specifically, but I think she's some type of nurse or caregiver. And she has two kids who brother and sister who sing and dance and they want to be on soul training. They have their own singing group called Encore with um a friend of theirs, a third guy. So I thought that was amazing. It's it's an hour long. I think it was about ten episodes, maybe eight to ten episodes. And it was really, really good. It got renewed for a second season. The acting on there is phenomenal. Cinco, I think his last name was Walls or Wells, who played Sean on Power. And he's been in a couple other different things, but he is killing it as Don Cornelius. He, like, watching it, I had no idea Don was such an asshole. He was such an unbelievable asshole. It is truly, truly, truly amazing. But that was good. So, everybody, make sure you go and and watch that and support that. And then Boomerang. So, Boomerang is written and produced or co-produced by Lena Waithe and Halle Berry. Boomerang is kind of um, so it kind it builds upon the actual movie where Eddie Murphy, who played Marcus Graham, was with Halle Berry's character, and together they have a daughter named Simone in the new series, and then Robin Givens' character has a son who is Bryson in the series. Um, so the series, they, I want to say they're like mid-twenties, and it's kind of them, they're all in like their first, first real official grown-up jobs, but it's a group of six friends, and they are navigating through work-life balance with relationships and friendships. It's kind, to me, it's kind of filmed in the same respect that Atlanta is, where every episode is kind of independent but everything still ties together. So if you miss a week, it's okay because the next the the next episode is going to be completely different. It doesn't really branch upon, bend upon, you know, bridge together. So I I mean it has its downfalls. Sometimes the the I don't know if it's the writing or if it's the acting. But there are some parts that were like cringeworthy and sketchy. But overall, it is, I think it's a really solid series. It's a good step for, a good step for BT. That also got renewed for a season two. So go to BT.com. You got a fire stick, Apple TV, pull up the app, watch it on there. And then BT has another show called Games People Play. And that stars Lauren London and Saronis, I think that's how you pronounce his name, who is um, Drove from Insecure. They are the main characters on there. Jackie Long is on there, Kendall Kendall, and there's somebody else I'm missing. But I think it looks like he's a basketball player. It kind of gives me the game tease initially, but it's a basketball player instead of football players. So that is going to air tomorrow. I think that either comes on before or after being Mary Jane. So check that out as well. 
I've been told that I am like the official BT cheerleader because I, I want I want the network to do well. I understand why people don't like the network and why they don't want to support it, but I, I want it to do well. And in order for it to do well, we have to support it. So many people just have the the mentality that fuck BT is not good. You know, I don't watch anything on there. But then in the same breath, you'll turn around and say, we don't have a network that has positive programming. All we have are these reality shows or all we have is the same old blackish and empire and star. So like there's a, a core group, a handful of shows right now that are on BT that if we support and we keep giving the support to and we keep giving the ratings to and you're tweeting about it and you're making sure you're posting about it on social media and you're getting the conversation out there and letting it be heard then we can get more black shows onto our black network yes i know it's not owned by black people anymore we get that you don't have to say that every time you want to dog BET but like the shows are there for us to support we know what happened when you know they messed up the quad we we all saw how they completely messed up the game but BET is trying now so when someone is trying you go for it so that was my BET um stand moment for for this episode let me mind Ruby Mines now under investigation by the NYPD. So, Brittany Taylor, who also stars on... Stars. Brittany Taylor, who also appeared on Love & Hip Hop New York, not this past season, the season before. Remember old girl with the, bru- the blue hair that was fighting with chicken noodle soup the entire time because they kept saying that they copied the other about the blue hair and all this other shit. So they were, I guess there was some type of event. There was a scuffle, an altercation, if you will. And it resulted resulted in Remy Ma punching Brittany Taylor in the eye. Brittany then got on Instagram. <laughs> Brittany got on Instagram, y'all. To show y'all her black eye, how the makeup she tried to um use to cover it up was quite was just not quite working. Her eye is swollen. It looks like she's been hit, and she made it very known that Remy Ma hit her. A lot of people were coming at Britney saying she was foul. She was supposed to be, you know, big and tough and all this other stuff so why is she running to the police fuck what you heard you punch me in the eye and you got that much money i'm calling the police on your ass too now people are saying this is bogus for remy you know i don't know if remy is still on parole i don't know how that is how that works but if Remy does have to go back to jail or if she does get arrested for this, that who the fuck cares? That is Remy's fault. The amount of people that are taking up for Remy and standing for Remy in this instance. Now, we don't, well, I personally, I don't know the entire backstory to this situation. But from what I have been able to see, um, I guess Brittany was talking to Remy's daughter, which is actually Papoose's daughter. Remy has the son, I think. So talking to Papoose's daughter, um, 
I guess she was in like an abusive relationship. This is all allegedly because I haven't heard Brittany come out and like say anything. And Remy felt that she was overstepping her bounds. They There were some words exchanged, a little back and forth, and then she punched her. Now, <sighs> this is why Remy went to jail in the first place for shooting. I think she's, yeah, she shot her friend in the stomach over, I think it was like, what, $200? It was something stupid. But... I just, I don't understand and I don't see how anybody can be on Remy's side in this situation. How are y'all standing for her? How does Remy have stands? I have said all the time, what has Remy done? What songs does Remy have to garner, to justify her having stands? Conceited was cool for what it was, but that is it. Y'all love Remy because y'all hate Nikki and Remy hates Nikki. That's what it comes down to. So Remy has to take her ass back uptown or what do they say over there upstate and get back, go back to jail because she chose to put her hands on somebody else. That is her fault. Do I care? No. Do I think Remy is a terrible person? No, but I, I feel like she spent too much time using her quote unquote comeback Using when she got out of jail, she spent too much of that time focused on Nikki and using Nikki to create clout and create buzz for herself. Where is this album that you know what? That's okay, but that that's Remy versus versus Britney. Um, New York could be filming again at this point. Mona is like doubling up on shows and popping out these love and hip hop. So I wouldn't be surprised if Hollywood didn't air in like three weeks because Miami came and went so quickly. It was stuffed in between <laughs> New York and Atlanta so smooth that craziness um Kanye West Sunday service okay I have never canceled Kanye West I didn't see a reason to cancel Kanye West yes Kanye said that um slavery was a choice he didn't understand how it went on for so many years he then tried to clean it up and say that it had to do with the mental psyche and all this other stuff. Yeah. Was it a fucked up and ignorant thing to say? Absolutely. Right? Kanye likes Donald Trump. He wears the MAGA hat. Yes. Does that constitute me canceling him because he's a Republican? No. Do I think that... I mean, a lot of these celebrities are Republicans for the tax breaks and... For a bunch of other different things that they're not going to say. Do. Let me just say this. If. If you support. Or excuse me. If you are anti Kanye. If you're choosing to cancel Kanye West. That's your business. I'm not a person that takes the time. And I'm never going to. To convince you why you shouldn't. I just know that I personally. Don't cancel celebrities i don't cancel rappers i don't cancel singers i just don't i'm not gonna stop playing kanye's music because he wore a maga hat um so kanye has been doing this sunday service all year clips have been around on instagram and twitter 
all year, literally all year, it was announced that Kanye was going to do, uh, he was going to play at Coachella. They asked him to do it. He declined initially because they could not build him the set that he wanted. They offered to let him do his little outside mountain shit, which he calls Sunday service. And he decided to call it Easter Sunday service at Coachella. Kanye has this choir. I don't know where the choir came from. I don't know who makes up the choir. Kanye has this choir. Um, and they sing songs. They sing some traditional um, gospel songs. They kind of remix. You know, some of Kanye's songs have a gospel undertone to them. Or they have a choir element anyways. So they this choir sings that. We've heard them sing... Um, church-like versions of popular, like, old-school songs, etc., etc. Kanye performed yesterday at Sunday service. I did watch it. Um, I had it playing because <laughs> we weren't able to get a full view like most artists do. He gave us a kind of a fishhole lens view. And... Excuse me. One of Kanye's fans or one of his fans tried to explain why he did that. I didn't care because I mean, it's a choir singing. So it's not like there was a dance element. It's not like there was anything to really see. I think it was more about the music in a sense. So I've seen I saw more people going out of their way to complain about the Sunday service as opposed to people like tweeting about it and the people that are complaining about it are the people that want you to know that they don't fuck with Kanye anymore but these are also the same people that blame everything that Kanye has done and said on the Kardashian family as if he hasn't always been an asshole right so I guess my thing is, like, I thought Sunday service was amazing. I thought the choir sounded great. The band was on point. It was like to hear some of that music was just, it was beautiful. It was honestly beautiful. And it's not like Kanye is rapping over a lot of these songs. I think he did. He did one or two songs himself. But I think if it would have been a blank screen or a black screen and you did not know that Kanye was attached to it and there was this mystery choir no one would have he, there wouldn't be the same backlash from it there just wouldn't and that's kind of just goes to show you that social media will in, in the news and media in general will have you so hyped up and have you so disheartened and so pissed about something that you really didn't have to be. Because if it was Beyonce that put together this choir and you had no idea it was her and it was just this choir. Or if it was Jay-Z or if it was, if it was Remy Ma or if it was anybody that people are saying is a likable fan favorite right now. There wouldn't be, it wouldn't be this negative of a connotation behind it. I saw people complaining about the price of his merch as if people aren't like, so one of the sweatshirts was $225. Would I pay that for a sweatshirt? Absolutely not. But I have seen other shit cost just as much. 
Y'all are buying Gucci t-shirts. Y'all are buying um, MCM shit. Y'all are buying Louis Vuitton stuff. Like there are there are other clothing brands that are the exact same or that look just as bad, that look just as tacky, that cost just as much, if not more. So I don't understand. It's like somebody help me understand why I have to be so negative and so pissed about Kanye because the rest of the world is like the the Instagram post that I was getting I've been I've been unfollowed by people because of my stance and me saying that I'm not going to cancel Kanye I see no point to now I'm willing to have an open dialogue with people about it and it's not just because oh I've been a Kanye fan for 20 years I've been a Kanye fan since forever since before his first album since when he was rocking the backpack and the baggy double polos been a huge Kanye fan but I just I guess I know how to focus on the music and if you take away everything else that Kanye has done the past two years regardless of not of whether you like his wife if you think the clothes that he wears ugly you're mad that he called out Beyonce on stage you're mad he called out jay-z on stage you're mad that you know he loves trump that he took a picture with trump but y'all are i mean so has steve harvey and y'all are still watching family feud and y'all are still auditioning for family feud so i enjoyed sunday service i thought it was great my only criticism would be that it was the fish hole lens the entire time but I mean, I get it. It was solely to focus on the music. I have a um, I have a zip file of the audio. It'll be added to my iTunes. So I enjoyed it. I encourage anybody that if you're interested in just you know removing removing all outside noise and remove everything else, and if you focus on just the music, it was amazing. It was amazing. Speaking of amazing, Beyonce dropped Homecoming, which is the documentary um, and performance from Coachella last year, a.k.a. Beachella. I catch so much hell because I am not a part of the Beehive. I love Beyonce. I have all of Beyonce's albums. I have three of Beyonce's albums on vinyl. I listen to all her music. I download all her albums. I list, I watch all her videos. Have not seen her in concert, but I'm a fan. A part of what irritates me about Beyonce is just her stands. Her stands are unbearable, completely unbearable. So, Beyonce put out um, her documentary on Netflix. Before I talk about that, after the documentary came out and we saw her work ethic and et cetera, et cetera, some report came out that Ariana Grande, who headlined Coachella this year, 2019, made more money than Beyonce did last year. So this rumor was alleging that Ariana Grande made $8 million while Beyonce made $4 million. For all the stupid people in the back, not only was that report refuted and it was said that they made the same amount, 
this is, you know, people know how to twist things and, and turn it into something it doesn't have to be. To my understanding, the way I read the article was that they make $4 million per weekend. Beyonce did two weekends, she made $8 million. Ariana Grande did two weekends, she made $8 million. The weekend did two weekends, he made $8 million. They said it can fluctuate up to $12 million, but if Beyonce did not negotiate higher for more money, it's because she now owns her Coachella performance. Hence why we are watching it on Netflix. When have y'all ever seen a Coachella performance on Netflix? Y'all gotta chill. Y'all have to chill i saw so many people like dragging ariana for no reason there were people tweeting this girl there were people commenting on her pictures i saw somebody say that she needs that ariana needs to give beyonce the additional money that she earned more than her what what is wrong with y'all i like ariana grande's music um I think she's janky from when she licked that donut. I will never forget about that. She licked that donut in the bakery and like left or whatever. So I will, that is always in my forefront. But I like Ariana Grande. She's very, aside from that, she's relatively unproblematic, right? So there was no need to even do that. There's no need to attack her. Especially when like literally hours later, the report came out and Coachella was like, that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. So, but let's talk about homecoming. So, um, I did not, I was not in a rush to watch it, mainly because I watched Coachella Live last year. I watched Beyonce's Coachella set last year three times because YouTube played it um, all day. They kept replaying the feed. So, I watched it three times last year. So, I figured there's no need for me to stay up during the week and watch it there's no need for me to rush to watch something i have seen already on top of that all the behind the scenes clips were already on twitter so i had already seen them so i watched it this weekend watched it saturday night sunday morning and sunday night so i've already seen it three times um there's no doubt that beyonce is one of the greatest performers of all time no one is disputing that but Watching this performance where she took two two Coachella weekends, two different weekends, and her team was able to splice this together to the to the point where she would be mid dancing or mid hitting a note, and we would see her outfit change. One that's a testament to um, whoever she has working as her videographer. Whoever put together this documentary did an amazing job. And two, two, a testament to her dancers and her crew. Like, we know that Beyonce is going to be on point every concert. We know that. It's expected, right? No one is ever thinking when they go to a show, oh, I, I hope, you know, I hope she sounds good tonight. I hope it's on point. Like, you know, she is going to sound just like the album, if not better. But for like her background dancers and her singers for in the band, that live band to be so on point every both weekends that they were able to be like, OK, we can just mesh these two together and we didn't have to spend, you know, 
a whole song just on the second weekend because we sounded better this weekend than we sounded the first weekend. That was amazing. I have never seen the documentary. I have never seen the documentary sound that good and look that good and look that amazing. That was absolutely dope. Absolutely dope. So um, a lot of the background stuff she she shared with everybody that she had to work out that she kind of felt like she had to work out twice as much and twice as hard because she wasn't like confident within her body after giving birth to to her twins Rumi and Sir her mind wasn't there she wanted to be back with the twins she went on this insane diet where she didn't eat meat she didn't eat fish she didn't eat dairy she didn't eat carbs uh, no soda, no juice, no alcohol. And she was like, I am hungry. <laughs> and I felt that like when she said that and she bit into that apple, I said, she's hungry. Like that, that sentence came out in so much emotion. Um, and then also seeing how hands on she was. She said she picked every dancer. She picked every singer. She picked all the band pe- um, all the band members. She was hands on with the set. She was hands on with every detail from the costumes down to the lights. It's just it's an incredible, incredible um, documentary. Very well put together. It's amazing. If you didn't see Coachella. Um, this is it for you to see it like if this was a dvd i would buy it i'll say that i would definitely buy it and then she released the audio from the show um with some like hidden like not hidden song with like some extra songs at the end so she covered frankie beverly and Maze before i let go and she sang um there's a version that she did with blue of lift every voice and sing and i am a person that anytime i hear lift every voice and sing i get chills i absolutely love the black national anthem um i just i don't know i i play it i'm not gonna say often but i do play it a couple times a year just on a whim so her version was great she sounded great kelly and michelle that's i mean another testament to them to still be on point enough where they could splice them and have two and you know they still sound great together i would love for destiny child to make another album or at least put out another song i know another album will probably never come but i wouldn't be mad if if they did definitely wouldn't be mad if they did do another one um, and then finally, Real Housewives of Atlanta, Nene is trash. She is a trash person. I don't see how anyone is friends with her. I don't know what little act, if th- if she thinks this little act that she's doing where she's trying to be unbothered, but she's still being the bitch girl. No one cares. No one cares. And Real Housewives m- and Andy might need to rethink bringing her back to the show. But that is it for this week's edition of Let's Talk About It. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Like I said earlier, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all those good places. CastBox. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tammy Talks. And I will see y'all next week.